0: The Bible remains the most loved and the most hated book in the world. Bibles have been burned. Christians are persecuted for reading the scriptures and sharing the word of God. In some countries, it is forbidden to own a Bible. Often those are dark and unhappy places. But where the Bible is read, there is prosperity, freedom, health, and happiness. Why are so many people trying to cross the border into America? America, for all her problems, was founded on the Bible, and the afterglow remains. What America needs today, along with the rest of humanity, is not less Bible, but a return to her foundation. Now here's John Carter to answer questions about the world's most hated and most loved book, The Bible.
1: Welcome back, my friend. Part two of this tremendously important
2: program.
0: Do we really need
2: humans on this planet?
1: Humans are tremendously important. Would you like to know why? God became one. The word became
2: flesh and dwelt among us. Can we trust the Bible? The most important statement that was ever
1: made, I believe, is found at the very beginning of the Bible. It's Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. It says there, now listen to these words, in the beginning, ah, there's a beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning. So the Bible teaches a beginning. Did you know many, many, many years The whole scientific community believed that there was no beginning. (laughs) Even the great Professor Einstein believed in the eternity of matter. Then there's this terrific picture. It shows Professor Hubble showing the great Professor Einstein some pictures. And they show the famous red shift that shows that the universe is expanding almost at the speed of light. So if the universe is expanding, it had a beginning. And then after some time, Einstein and the rest of the scientific community came to the conclusion that there was a beginning. The Bible said it thousands of years ago, in the beginning, God created the heavens And the earth. I have tremendous confidence in the Bible. The Bible is the story of how God saves us from human frailty, human despair, human failure, human hopelessness, human death, all of these things. It is a book, my friend that has lifted millions of people out of despair, and sin, and suffering, poverty, and all of these other terrible things that are the scourge of the human race. I believe the Bible, it is the Word of God.
2: Is the Bible just
0: a collection of man-made myths?
1: If it was a collection of man-made myths, I wouldn't believe it. I've had the privilege of going to so many of these so-called Bible lands and seeing the evidence with my own two eyes. Not long ago, I was with my team in the city of Jerusalem. Went into this great museum and we saw this tablet. Only recently discovered it had the words King David written on the tablet. Now, for many, many years, skeptics were saying that the whole story, it's all just a lot of rubbish. There was no King David, but then they discovered this inscription in the land of Israel and you've got the the word King David. There is heaps of evidence to show the historical reliability of the Bible.
0: The first 5 books of the Bible were written by an Egyptian man. What does Egypt say about the Bible?
2: There's no place in
1: the world like Egypt. It's true the first 5 books of the Bible were written by a man who was born in the land of Egypt, a mighty prince, name is Moses. When you go to Egypt, You see the wonder and the glory and the splendor. In the Cairo Museum, I saw this magnificent tablet and there were the words Israel. That's the Israel of the Bible. You can see it in the Cairo Museum. And then with Dr. Randy Yonker of Andrews University we were visiting the great land of Thebes, no place quite like Thebes and Karnak. And we went to the tomb of Rekhamaray. Now, he was a high court official in the days of Tutmosis III. It's quite likely that Tutmosis III is the king who was mentioned in the book of Exodus, who says, He says to Moses, I'm not going to let the children of Israel go. He's called the Pharaoh of the Exodus. And so we're going into the tomb of Rechamare who worked for Tutmosis III. And there on the walls, we see these colored pictures of the Egyptians beating up these se- uh, Semite slaves, just like you read in the Bible, like you read in the book of Exodus. You see, my friend, I believe in the Bible Because of the evidence for its accuracy. I don't believe in blind faith.
0: Babylon is a major story in the Bible. Are there any artifacts from this city?
2: I've had the terrific privilege of going
1: to Babylon, not once, but many, many occasions. Every time I've gone to this old broken down city, it goes back thousands of years, I've climbed the hill to Nebuchadnezzar's palace. Because in this palace, there are, are tablets that have been found inscribed with the name of Nebuchadnezzar. This is not hocus pocus. You read it in the Bible and you can read it in the inscriptions. This is true. I have reason to believe in the Bible. I don't have a blind faith. And then I had the privilege of going to the British Museum and I saw the the great tablet written with cuneiform and it talks about Nebuchadnezzar's building list, all the buildings he put up in Babylon. The Bible, let me say this very plainly, the Bible is historically accurate.
0: What is mighty Karnak?
2: I don't think there's any place
1: in the world quite like Karnak. The greatest worship center the world has ever seen. A square mile, and then some. Massive, tremendous buildings, fantastic columns. The obelisk of Queen Hatshepsut. Quite likely, she was the the foster mother of, of of Moses, the Moses of the Bible. There you've got this fantastic obelisk. Also, the the temple of Tutmosis the Third. Most likely, he was the Pharaoh of the Exodus, the person who said to Moses, "I don't know God, and I'm not going to let these people go." It's a fantastic place. And then you can see the great inscription on the walls of. One of the temples about Shishak or Shishonk, the person, the Pharaoh mentioned in the Bible. It tells how he invaded the land of Israel. It's all written down there. An amazing story. And as I walked out of Karnak after a long, exciting day, I said, The Bible was right. You can believe in the Bible.
0: You have been to Nimrod in northern Iraq. What archaeological evidence
2: was discovered there? Well, Nimrod, or Kala, that area, is not
1: not far from Nineveh. I've had the privilege of going to all of these places, thanks be to God. I've been blessed. And in Nimrod, a city which is mentioned in the Bible, they found the black obelisk. And it shows King Jehu kneeling before this great Assyrian king, exactly as it is written down in the Bible. My friend, you can believe the Bible. It is historically true.
2: What is so amazing about the Egyptian Museum?
1: I run out of words. You go into the Cairo Museum and you see a little bit of the old glory of ancient Egypt. The power, the glory. I've been into the Royal Mummy Room with my team. I've seen the greatest of all the Pharaohs. Ramesses the Great, Tutmosis the Third. Most likely the Pharaoh who said to Moses, I don't know God. And I'm not going to let the children of Israel go. I saw there also the mummy of Queen Hatshepsut, most likely the foster mother of the Moses of the Bible. And then we saw the glory of King Tut's tomb, the golden death mask. Amazing. This close to it. Put my face up close. <laughs> I wanted to be close to the death mask. Then the coffins and the gold and the gold and the gold. And the Bible speaks about the gold and the power and the glory of ancient Egypt. The first five books of the Bible were written by a mighty Egyptian prince.
2: How important is Israel as an archaeological site?
1: Well, in the land of Israel, you've got tons and tons of evidence for the historicity of Jesus Christ. Now, Richard Dawkins, the world's greatest atheist, up until recent times said there was no Jesus. He's changed his mind. There was a Jesus because Jesus is written down in history. When you go to the land of Israel, you see just so much evidence. You see the great temple that was destroyed by Titus in 70 AD. Jesus spoke about this in Matthew chapter 24. He predicted the overthrow of the Jewish temple. So you can see this. You can see where Jesus stood before the Roman governor. You can see the inscription that records the name of Pilate, the Roman governor himself. There's a ton of evidence. And when you visit Israel, you are confronted almost at every corner with the historical Jesus Christ.
2: What is the difference between blind faith and genuine faith? Genuine faith
1: is faith that is based upon evidence. I can never be an atheist because I believe that is pure blind faith. Now, I'm not saying anything nasty about atheists. They're children of God. God loves them. But atheism is the biggest hoax, religious hoax, that the world has ever seen. The idea that life could have created itself is absolutely absurd. It's unscientific. But it's believed by almost the whole scientific community. Couldn't believe that nonsense. I just couldn't. I want a faith that is based upon real evidence. And there's real evidence to believe in the Bible. And there's real evidence to believe in Jesus. And there's real evidence to believe in the God. The God of the Bible. So I say to you, Believe in the God, my friend, who believes in you
2: and read his word. Is it easy to read the Bible? Is it it easy to read the Bible?
1: Well, personally, I find it takes a lot of concentration. You see, we are living in a state of sin. And because of the fall that is described in Genesis chapter 3, our minds are not what they used to be. The world is absolutely gone crazy. Are you listening to me? It's gone crazy. You've got the, the whole of the television industry based on the, on the Hollywood stuff. And people watch this stuff for hours every day and their minds have been destroyed. There's a little bit of light left in most people's heads. But for most people, the mind is being destroyed. And therefore, you've got this stuff, this this garbage that is pouring out of Hollywood and other places around the world and on the internet, and people are being brainwashed with the lies and the deceit of the devil, I'm telling you the truth. Now, here we've got the living word of the living God. Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. No, it's not easy to be a Christian. It's easy to become a Christian. You become a Christian by the simple act of faith, but it's not easy to stay a Christian. And it takes effort and it takes prayer and it takes concentration and it takes a little bit of of courage to faithfully read the word of God. Now, many, many years ago, (laughs) more than 60 years ago, before my hair was this delicate shade of grey, when I was at Avondale College in Australia, And I gave my life to Christ. I made a vow to God. I said, I'm going to read my Bible every day. And by the grace of God, I've done this. And the word of God has kept me. If I hadn't read the the word of God every day, I can tell you I would have given up. But there's power in the word of God. There's power in the word of God to save
2: our souls. What do I get from reading the scriptures every day? Everything.
1: Absolutely everything. Every benefit you can imagine and every benefit you can't imagine. In John chapter 17, Jesus said, your word is truth. Now, my friends, I want to tell you something. There's something John Carter wants. I want the truth. I don't want people lying to me. I don't want people deceiving me. I don't want people brainwashing me. I don't want some crummy fraud telling me lies. I don't want some politician telling me a a, a bunch of hogwash. I don't want that. I want the truth. And the Bible tells me the truth. Let me tell you what the Bible tells us about. It tells us the truth about origins. I'm not related to a monkey. I didn't come down from the trees. I came down from the hand of God. I'm a child of God. It tells me about life. Jesus said, if we believe in him, we will have life more abundantly. Do you want to start to live? Then believe the Bible. It tells me about the family, a man and a woman and kids. It tells me about human sexuality. What a mess. The world is in today, I'm telling you. I turn on this crazy television in Australia, in America, in Europe, and what do I see today? I see women kissing women, men kissing men. I hear a famous television star, a lady, she ought to have more sense. She says, I call my daughter them. You know what that is? Let me tell you, it's craziness, it's madness. The world is going mad as people get away from God. The Bible tells us the truth about human sexuality. It tells us the truth about destiny, where I came from, why I'm here, where I'm going. It tells me the truth about happiness. You're not happy just because you got a load of money. You're happy because you have a relationship with Christ. It tells me the truth about death and life after death. It tells me the truth about money. It tells me don't become a slave to money. Use money for the glory of God. It tells me about health. If you follow the Bible, you're going to be healthier. It tells you about prosperity and the law of God, the Ten Commandments and the gospel, that I'm saved by grace and by grace alone. It tells me about the Lord Jesus Christ. It tells me about Salvation. It tells me about power to cope. It gives me everything that John Carter needs. That's why you and I ought to smarten up and why you and I ought to read our Bibles every day and not become dummies. If you sit down and watch all this Hollywood stuff hour after hour, I'm telling you, You're going to become a dummy. (laughs) Not trying to be nasty. I'm telling you the truth. This book, read, consumed, imbibed, drunk, eaten, is the greatest elevator of the human race. It will lift you up. It will save your soul. It will bless your family. It will make you a child of God
2: and a citizen of the kingdom of God. Do you read the Bible every day? By the grace of God, yes.
1: Beverly and I are out here in Australia for the present time, and every day, twice a day, we sit down and we read the Bible together. How do we read it? We're reading it through. That's the best way to read it. We've read through the New Testament several times now. Recently, now we're reading through the Old Testament. We read through the whole book of Genesis. Wow, what a book is Genesis! Nothing like Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then He made the human race. Then He gave us the Sabbath. He gave us family. So Beverly and I are reading the Bible. And we think of the words of Jesus. I quoted these words before, I'm going to quote them again. Jesus said, "'It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, "'but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God.'" If you're just feeding yourself on McDonald's and other food, junk food and even good food, you are starving yourself spiritually because you can't survive just on ordinary food. You were made for God. Saint Augustine said our souls were made for God and they cannot rest until they rest in him. So by the grace of God, I'm trying to practice what I preach because I need to read the
2: Bible every day. So do you, friend. So do you. You and your team have distributed thousands of Bibles in Russia and the Ukraine. Why did you do this?
1: Because that's where the power is. The power is here. This is the power of the Word of God. This is the power of the Creator do you want power, are you weak, are you discontented, are you sick of life, then start to read this. We've given out this book, hundreds of thousands of copies around the world, hundreds of thousands of copies in Russia, in Ukraine. Why? Because it's where the power is. And I've got news for you. I've seen it work. It works. I've seen people lifted up. I've seen lives changed. So, what's the greatest need today in the church, in the world, in the pulpit? What's the greatest need? A return to the Bible. The God of our fathers who read the Bible. That's what made America and some other countries great. They're going downhill now because they're turning from the Bible. My friend, please, in the name of God, if you want to be saved, if you want to live a new life, if you want power in your life, read your Bible every day for it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God.
2: Amen.
0: Christ gives us clarity. When all around us is in ruins, we can rebuild our lives on the promises of God, the new Carter Report and Hope TV Media Center has risen up from the ashes. The van is loaded with medical supplies, food and water, then driven by courageous Christians into places of danger. With a cheerful heart, they deliver hope to weary souls. And because of you, faithful followers of Christ, Ukrainians have been given a new song to sing. It is up and running. We are witnessing a miracle. We are committed to keeping it operating and expanding. God is not done here. Let us follow him. With your financial help, we can heal the Ukraine. Spiritual programs will be made. Supplies will be driven to those in need and new songs to the Lord will rise from the rubble. God can take any gift and multiply it to bless the Ukrainian people. Let us not forget them. Pray that the Ukraine will be restored and pray that the peace of God will prevail. Diakuyu, thank you. Your gifts can be sent to the address on the screen or visit our website. God bless you and thank you for being a part of the Carter Report family. For a copy of today's program,